Ladies and gentlemen, after taking a week off, we are back. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumping Jay, and as always, I'm joined by the man who has 80s mania running wild, none other than Tommy Fierro. Tommy, how are you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Things, uh, we got a really bad storm in New Jersey and in this area last night. And uh, I almost didn't make it here on time to, to, to tape this. And uh, we actually have Samu from the Head Shrinkers on the line right now. We, we promised him this week on the show. However, his area also got hit pretty good. And uh, he, he's doing some cleaning up right now. So we're not going to be able to have him on the entire show. We have him on for a little bit. So anyone that wants to call in now, uh, do so while we have him on. And the call-in number, once again, is 516 516- Five nine five eight two nine five. Again, that's five one six five nine five eight two nine five. We're joined now by former WWF World Tag Team Champion, the legendary Sam Moo from the Head Shrinkers and the SST Samoa Number Three. Sam, welcome to Eighties Wrestling, the podcast. How are you, man? I'm good, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Obviously, the the, the main reason I have you on right now. It's perfect timing because the return of ISPW is coming this Sunday in Butler, New Jersey at the Richard Butler School, and it's going to be starting at 4 p.m., and Sam is actually going to be returning to the ring, stepping in there, teaming up with his son, Lance. And If you haven't seen Lance yet, he's absolutely phenomenal. They will be in tag team action this Sunday at the return of ISPW. Sam was a former ISPW world champion. And uh, Sam, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, you're able to be on the show this Sunday because you were a big part of my ISPW uh, back in the day. Uh, yes, uh, me too, man. It's been a long, uh, long time since we've uh, been back together and uh, had a lot of good times. And you remember Lance uh, back back in those days; he was a lot uh, younger with the passion and everything like that. And I'm not doing too much anymore these days to be able to have an opportunity. To come back to I, you know, ISPW and uh, with my son is uh, going to be something special. Yeah, for me too, Sam. Because I remember back in the day, anyone that used to go to the ISPW shows 20 years ago, Sam would bring his son Lance with him, and Lance was only like five or six years old at the time. And we would always do spots at the end of Sam's matches where Lance would come in the ring as a six-year-old, and he would drop the people's elbow, and he would give the stink face to whoever Sam's opponent was in the corner, and and, and many times. Uh, it was it was me when I was a manager uh, when we were doing the WXW ISW thing, but just to see him grow into uh, the performer he's right now, man, I'm so excited to have you guys this Sunday. And Rakishi will be there as well, along with Sergeant Slaughter. We'll talk more about the show later in the episode. But Sam, what have you been up to lately? I know that our our fans have seen you a couple months back uh, when you and Rakishi did reunite the Head Shrinkers for our virtual signing. But outside of that and the couple of signings that you've been doing, what what have you been up to the last couple of years? Well, that's pretty much it. You know, I had a transplant uh, back in 19 of September, September of 19. I've uh, been recovering from that. After I recovered from that, you know, we got hit with the COVID. So then, you know, I locked up in the house another year. So um, it's really uh, takes its toll, you know, especially getting older and, just sitting around not being able to be as active as you're used to being. But that's another reason that uh, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and 
the now, demand, you know. You're you're promoting your shows once again now that things are getting back to somewhat normal in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, right now we're just doing some uh, fundraisers that we're already on the book. Um, we haven't uh, started back uh, time yet in Allentown. Uh, it's been our home there for oh god, the last thirty five years. But um, we're looking forward to get rolling back up uh, once all of these, you know, our governor over here has been crazy shutting this down, shutting that down, the restrictions, uh, the percentage of people you're allowed in the building. It, it just it, it was really hard for wrestling in Pennsylvania during the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay you there? I'm here, Tommy. I'm just listening, and I'm just uh, thinking of some questions that I would love to ask Samu about, because I'll tell you what. When I was a kid watching the World Wrestling Federation, the Head Shrinkers were one of the teams that legitimately terrified me. And so (laughs) I know a lot of that has to do with back in the day, there was kayfabe. Wrestling was a little more real to us. And so I don't know if that kind of take team would have the same impact that it had uh, back then with today's type of audience, but I'd love to know from Samu himself, what was it like traveling town to town and interacting with fans that legitimately were terrified of you guys? Well, they should be. (laughs) Because we were out there, we were out there, town guys, and and we were delivering. We weren't, we, we weren't, uh, scared to get hurt we were out there uh putting our bodies on the line and 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 having a lot of fun you know being younger too also was able you know to help us out a lot but um yeah no i think it would go along today too as well as it did back then just because we went out there we didn't play we kicked somebody's ass and the people knew they were about to see somebody get their ass with you know, that's a terrific point because you could say this for the whole Anawahi family is you guys are big boys. You're impressive in size, but yet you have the athleticism that goes along with it. So you have these tremendous athletes that are large body individual. Did you guys focus on the athletic size, uh, the athletic side intentionally, or is that just a natural gift that you guys seem to have? I guess it was just natural for us. We just uh, kicked it into gear and and went, uh, not caring about how big we were. We felt in, that we can do anything, and and, and we pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> hey Sam, one one thing I wanted to ask you, I was just thinking about it because you you first broke into the WWF in the early '80s, the WWF back then. And back then, primarily, they were up this way in, in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. So when, when you returned there in the, in, in the 90s and became part of the Head Shrinkers, it, it was a total new animal, the WWF. It, you know, back then, it was more of a territory up this way. Now you're returning. It's a, it's a global phenomenon. What was it like for you? Uh, working there back in the day in the early 80s, you know, Madison Square Garden, in this loop, this area primarily, and then returning, now, now you have Hasbro action figures of yourself, posters, magazines, trading cards. What was it like for you to, to return and then and it's a totally new WWF when you, when you come back? Yeah, it was, it was neat, but it was not, we never really lost touch with it. We kind of followed with it and tried to change with the times and until, um, I don't know, until, I guess until recently, I don't know, wrestling just 
changed a little bit, but um, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot back in the 80s because I was really learning a lot and I had a lot of, you know, a lot of talent that was there back then and helping me. And uh, I don't know. I was a sponge back then. And then coming back in the in the 90s, it was really awesome to see different kind of crowds, more people, more younger people got into it. In the 80s, it seemed like they were a little bit older people uh, especially, you know, the New York fans and the Pittsburgh, Boston. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Tommy and Samu, our incoming phone line is lighting up. We're going to take a call live on the air. Let's answer the call here. Hello. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. You're on live with Head Shrinker Samu. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, Tommy. Uh, Jumping Jays, Danny from Butler. Hey, Danny from Butler. How are you, man? I'm great. I'm good. You know, we missed you guys last week. You know, I was looking forward uh, to hearing from you guys. Uh, you know, I, uh, Tommy, how'd you make out there in this storm? Hope everything is all right. Yeah, by my house it is, but obviously you're, you're you live in this area too. That there's a lot of horrible, a lot of horrible damage in this area. Uh, Dan, Dan, you're on. You're in. You're on with Sam Mu. You got any questions for him? Yeah, Samu, like I said, uh, you know, I, was, I loved uh, watching you guys, you know, as uh, the head shrinkers. Obviously, I remember you guys even back at the NWA as the Samoa SWAT team. Uh, when you guys came into the WWF, it was early 92. Uh, what, are, you know, what was your favorite team, uh, you know, working with? You know, who, what guys brought the best out of you during that era in the WWF? Oh, shit. We had a... We had we had good matches with everybody. I mean, I, I like working uh, like Owen. Owen and uh, Coco was fun. Owen and Yoko was fun. Um, especially the Steiners, did, you know, did you, the guys that uh, we also got to go out there and go, you know, punch for punch with, and that liked to uh, work snug our style. So it was we had a lot of fun. A lot of guys. The Road Warriors was one of the best that we've. Uh, Enjoyed working with most of that was down in world class. I mean WCW, but um, yeah, no, they were, everybody. I mean everybody because you know you're a, you're talking about WWF now. Everybody has great talent and and it, and it's just fun to be able to switch it around and be able to work with different people and you know, it was a good time for wrestling back then. I, I will say, yeah, Sam. I will say, Sam. You, you, and 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 Fatu, though, you are the kind of guys that can get in there and and have a a great match with a broomstick. So, it, although the talent was was great back then, and they were. I mean, you guys could have went out there with anyone and 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 made it great. Even like the, your enhancement matches, they were so they were so much more you know real looking and more believable than than the average one. I mean, you guys just go in there with anyone and. Uh, and, and and just kill it. Now, now, Danny, you you live right in Butler, where the show is this Sunday, and I know that you and your son have tickets. Is this the first time you're going to be seeing Sam Moo live? And and how cool is it to see him live, teaming with his son? Oh, that's gonna be so that's, that's that's awesome. Like I said, I wasn't uh, you know growing up, I wasn't as fortunate to be able to you know you know hit uh, the different house shows uh, sporadically or like obviously you know being able to get to a, a pay-per-view just wasn't that uh lucky back then but you know it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun you know meeting uh Samoon, Fatu, aka Rikishi you know those guys come from a tremendous wrestling lineage 
you know, especially when it comes to, you know, tag team, you know, wrestling. It's in their blood, so it's definitely going to be an honor. I'm looking forward to it. My son is looking forward to it. So, like I said, Saturday, you know, Sunday can't come any sooner. Awesome, man. We'll see you at the show. Looking Absolutely, forward to seeing Tommy, you, bro. You guys take care. Uh, Samu, uh, you, you know, you got, God bless. You know, uh, I can't wait to see you guys. You know, you guys are definitely uh, made your mark in, uh, in, in pro wrestling. You know, you guys take care. Uh, Jumping Jay. My uh, wrestling eye brother, you take care of yourself, also. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Bless you, brother. <laughs> right. You have it. Hey, Sam, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm going to keep you on for a couple more minutes because I know that you have to uh, get back to doing the things you have to do in the house. I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, you, you left the WWF in, I believe it was 95, and you, you, you made recent returns in recent years when you guys inducted the Samoans. And, you know, you, you did a couple of things with the WWE Network. How, how cool is it for you now to, you know, sporadically here and there go back and do stuff with them again? Well, it's it's awesome. I mean, you know, being able to, like I, like you know, I've been with them since the 80s. So to be able to be there in the 80s, come back in the 90s, and still be going back again and doing things with the company that, uh, you know, we gave most of our life to, it's, it's awesome, especially – we still have the family in there that's uh, working hard and uh, making the name, you know, carrying the names. And, um, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a proud feeling to uh, to be there. How how great would it be to see the head shrinkers or the SST in their prime against the Usos? Well, that'd be fun because that's where they. Uh, well, you know, when they when they were little kids. What were they about? Maybe what five, maybe six, six years old. You know, right when you start having fun, especially being twins, cause you can imagine them watching us on the road, and we were the SST back then. So they learned. Uh, they learned on the road training, just like uh, the rest of us did, and it would be a lot of fun. I know that. Absolutely. So Samu, before we let you go. Uh, we had the pleasure of talking to your son, Lance, uh, on our previous show a few months ago. He's definitely an up-and-coming talent that I believe we will see in the WWE at some point. Did you have hands-on training with, with Lance? Or did he learn directly from you, or how did his training take place? No. I know he started at a very young age, like Tommy said. Yeah. Well, he, was, he just learned – on the road, I mean, yeah, we, we taught him. I mean, his first day out of the hospital, I took him to the ring, dropped a leg on him. So he's <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a shoot. <laughs> his mother wasn't very happy with me, but hey, look at him now. So. <laughs> Sam, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on, man. I wish we had more time to talk to you, but I, I, I totally understand the circumstances. I hope you guys are all safe over there and, uh, you can see if uh, you don't live in the New Jersey area and can't make the show on Sunday, uh, Sam will actually be with Rakishi on Saturday. They're going to be at the Wrestling Universe in Queens, New York. So you can check them out on Saturday. Yep. And then Sunday you'll be seeing uh, Samu in tag team action with his son Lance at the return of the ISPW show in Butler, New Jersey. Sam, we look forward to seeing you this weekend, man, and uh, be great to have you back again. You too, brother. Looking forward to seeing everybody out there. You guys take care. Thanks again for having me. 
I got hit with this tornado last night, so we got a little bit of cleaning up. Not bad, bad, but just mess. Yeah, so man, I hear you. We'll, we'll get you on again when you, when we have more time. Sounds good. You guys take care. We'll talk with you. All right, thank you, Samu. All right, Sam. So th- this is where you. This is what you're going to call calling it in the ring, brother. You want to call it in the ring? We're really going to call it in the ring now for the next uh, 40 minutes or so. Um, totally understand. We 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 called Sam. Uh, two minutes before we went live, and, and and Sam's only an hour half an hour and a half away from where I live at, so I'm sure it's bad over there too. We got hit with a really 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 big storm last night. Um, if you Google it, you can see uh, there's just cars floating in water. I mean, New Jersey's never really been hit this hard before. Uh, it's like historic numbers that uh, we got hit with. So, and and the the river hasn't even the rivers haven't even uh, really rose yet. So. Uh, Say a prayer for New Jersey in the next day or two, guys. Well, you know, Mother Nature is very powerful, and she can do some destruction. And I know you got hit bad because I told Tommy right before we went on the air, my phone in Minnesota, the weather alert dinged this morning. It was about the tornado and the flood that took place in New Jersey. And so you know it's a big deal if they're sending that out nationwide to let people know. So our thoughts and prayers are with everybody in the New Jersey area, including Tommy and, of course, Head Shrinker Zamu and everybody else uh, affected by this storm. I will tell you what, Tommy, for as intimidated and scared of the Head Shrinkers as I was as a young fan, I did not expect Samu to have that kind of sense of humor, man. He caught me <laughs> off guard with that drop in the oh, leg on, on Lance. <laughs> he's awesome, man. He's, awesome. he's a really, really great guy. I, I, I used him on a ton of my shows back in the day. In uh, the 99 and, and, and 2000, uh, he was, like I said, he was my champion for a while. And uh, I had him on every show. And then we were going there, up there to do stuff on, 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 on their shows as well. And, uh, yeah, he, he's he's super cool guy. I, I love his whole family, man. Uh, his, his dad, Atha, uh, did a lot for me uh, when I was younger. And just, you know, only a few years in the wrestling business, he, he gave me a lot of great opportunities and I'm always grateful to his family and uh, they're all super, super, super down to earth, humble and cool guys that goes from Sam to, uh, to Rakishi all the way down. I mean, they're all super, super cool. They're the kind of guys when you start talking to them, you think that they're your next door neighbor. They just, they just, they're that, they're that, they're that easy to talk to. They're that cool. And they're this guy that good of a personality. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see Sam uh, team up with Lance. This Sunday, ISPW returns. The the show is scheduled to be on Memorial Fields. Not sure if that's going to happen now. Not sure how much rain uh, got on the field, if we'll be able to dry in time by Sunday. If not, uh, more than likely we'll be held inside the school. Um, Hoping that we could do it outside, but if not, uh, obviously we we can't have, you know, wrestlers – walking on a wet field and then they get in the ring and slip and get hurt. So uh, obviously safety comes first. If we can do it outside, we will. If not, most likely it'll be inside, but um, I'm looking forward to it, Jay. It's exciting, man. And I know we're just a few days away from it. So I know your anticipation is probably buzzing. You probably won't sleep very well between now and Sunday, making sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. I don't sleep anyway, brother. 
that's true. I get texts from you at all hours uh, of the day and the night. Now, can I just say, one of the things I love about professional wrestling is you got a guy like Samu who says, I'm getting older. I haven't been in the ring in a while. But in the world of professional wrestling, he gets the opportunity to step back into the ring and tag with his son. That is not something that you would see in any other sports environment. You don't see dads coming out of retirement to play one more game of football with their kid. World of wrestling is different. It allows for these kind of cool circumstances. And so I'm excited that the people in the New Jersey area get to come out and see this generational thing, this event take place. Thank you, man. And, and, and I don't think that he does this for anyone. I, I don't really see Sam really wrestling anymore. So I know he's doing me a favor doing this. And uh, I just wanted something unique uh, for, the, for the show. And, and, and definitely him teaming up with his son is. But we have some other unique stuff on that show as well, Jay, this Sunday. We're doing a $10,000 body slam challenge with Big Sean Studd, who is the son of Big John Studd. As you remember, WrestleMania won. They had the $10,000 body slam challenge with Big John Studd and Andre the Giant. Well, the winner, Andy Weinberg, the manager for um, Big Sean Studd, is putting up ten grand. open challenge. Anyone that wants to try and body slam Big Sean Studd this Sunday will win $10,000. Now, check this out, Jay. This is where it gets cool. This is where, it gets, where I like getting creative. Uh, I was originally supposed to have Gilbert versus Matt Stryker on this show. Circumstances beyond our control, that match is not going to happen now. Uh, luckily, both guys couldn't make it, and they were in the same match. So it made it a little bit easier for me to just swipe it off. So I, I lucked out that way. Um, but I'm the kind of guy, Jay, obviously I'm going to have a replacement, and obviously I'm going to make it up to the fans. I, I like – Part of me likes when this stuff happens, Jay, because it forces me to get creative and think outside the box. So, and it was very last second because this just happened the other day. So, what I have now, I have not one but two former WWE superstars that have signed up to participate in the Big Sean Stud Body Slam Challenge. You have to show up this Sunday to find out who it's going to be. We have two former WWE stars officially entered into this contest. Tommy, I am super intrigued, my man. I love that when one thing gets taken away, you just add something even more (laughs) enticing here, man. That that was that was that was the hook behind it. You know, like you have to you have to you have to make up for for those guys not being there. But at the same token, you want to make it a little bit bigger too and give people something to look forward to. So yeah, there'll be not Man. one, but there'll be two former WWE superstars uh, participating in the Body Slam Challenge this Sunday in Butler, New Jersey. Tickets are available for this event at 80swrestlingcon.com. 80swrestlingcon.com. WWE Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter and Rikishi will be doing a meet and greet prior to the show between 2 and 4 p.m. They'll be signing autographs, taking pictures. You can get that. Uh, tickets for that on the website as well. But we have a, a, a nice stacked lineup for this Sunday, Jay. Uh, ISW returns for the first time in 11 years. We have a battle uh, of ECW originals when Nunzio, Little Guido, takes on Danny Doring for the first time ever. Crowbar from WCW 
will take on LSG from Ring of Honor. Crowbar is doing his best work ever right now. LSG is a big-time hot prospect in the wrestling business right now. I could promise you these guys are going to tear it up. As, as we're recording this, Jay, I want to make mention and, and send thoughts and prayers. Uh, Daphne, who was Crowbar's manager in WCW last night, uh, she had posted a uh, video on her live Instagram page where it, it, it looked like, and I'm sure most wrestling fans have heard about this by now, it looked like it was a suicide attempt. Uh, it was very disturbing to watch it. Um, as as we went live, I don't know what happened yet, if anyone found out any more information. As of uh, we were about to go live, no, no new information has been made available. But I just want to send... Uh, thoughts and prayers out, hoping that everything is okay. Uh, but the situation on the video last night, Jay, did not look good. I had not heard that, Tommy. This is this is news to me. And so, yeah, anytime you have somebody uh, who is in that frame of mind and is at that point in their life, all you can do uh, is send up prayers for them. It's like you said, our prayers are with them, and we hope everything turns out for the positive. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to mention that just because we, we just mentioned Crowbar's name, so I, I thought that we needed to. And uh, speaking of women, we are going to have a ISPW Women's Champion crowned this Sunday in Butler, New Jersey, the first ever ISPW Women's Champion win. Vicious Vicky, who you guys probably know as the, the, the host of the pre-show for all of our virtual signings, she will be going one-on-one with Gabby Ortiz, the winner the ISW Women's Champion, special guest referee, legendary women's wrestler Heidi Lee Morgan from the 80s and 90s. Heidi Lee Morgan will be the special guest referee for this match this Sunday. When you talk about big matchups on the ISPW card, this is the first time ever that you guys are crowning a women's championship. And not only are you doing that, which is big enough, when you introduce a title into a into an outfit like ISPW, but not only are you introducing a new title, you've got this special guest referee who is a trailblazer for women in the world of professional wrestling. And so the fact that you were able to get her in to be a part of that, Tommy, that's promoting, brother. Well done. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, special guest referees, she's not the only one because dangerous Danny Davis. Yes, that Danny Davis from the 80s WWF, will put on his referee shirt this Sunday for ISPW in Butler, New Jersey, when he referees a match between former WWE NXT star Bull James when he goes one-on-one with main event Michael Mars. Now, you might not have heard the name main event Michael Mars yet, uh, but it is a new name for an old performer that's been around for a long time in the independence in the uh, 90s and 2000s in the uh, Northeast, was trained by Iron Mike Sharp. Keep an eye on this match this Sunday if you're going, because it's going to be a really, really, really good one. Uh, Bull James, one-on-one with main event Michael Mars, uh, managed, uh, not managed, pardon me, uh, refereed by legendary WWF referee dangerous danny davis and uh we're also going to have justin carino versus nikos ricos you might remember nikos ricos he was actually the host of one of our first uh virtual manias 
he was with the Orient Express hosting that session. So you might have seen him on there, and he was on the pre-show before as well. Him and Justin Carino. Justin recently did uh, AEW Dark. So uh, these are two of the top independent wrestlers in the New Jersey area, and they go one-on-one for the first time. And uh, this is going to be really good as well. And we're also going to have a match featuring Andrew Anderson. And you might remember Andrew Anderson from the uh, Skittles commercials. Uh, Don't suplex the rainbow, taste the rainbow. I might be saying it backwards. But if you Google, uh, you know, Skittles and and, and Andrew Anderson, the image should pop up of him uh, with the the rainbow. He'll be in action uh, this Sunday as well. He was also in the movie The Wrestler. Um, So a lot of things going on this Sunday. And I can promise you this, Jay, you never know. What's going to happen at ISPW? And I'll, I'll leave it off like that. Well, here's the deal. From an outsider looking in, Tommy, now you've been promoting wrestling your whole life. I've been watching wrestling the whole life, but know absolutely zero from the promotional side. But I will tell you this, just looking at the card and listening to what you just explained, what you have here is an excellent mix of world-class wrestling action mixed with some high-end, um, what do you call it, things that, like must-see things. Like you've got special guest referees. You've got a new title being introduced. You've got a $10,000 body slam challenge. So you've got a mix of pure technical wrestling with kind of the, the circus of professional wrestling, the things that every fan wants to see and hungers for, so I would say for your first show back, you're off to a great start, man. Thank you, man. And 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 that was my that was my goal when when I was when I was booking this show. I wanted to have a little something for everyone. So for fans that were fans of the '80s, uh, they have Sergeant Slaughter, and you know everyone. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, everyone knows who Sergeant Slaughter is. Sergeant Slaughter is a household name. So for the old school fans because it is tied in with 80s Wrestling Con, because I'm all under one umbrella with the thousand things I'm doing right now, uh, Sergeant Slaughter represents uh, that for, for the promotion, that 80s wrestling side of it. So Sergeant Slaughter is for the 80s. And then for the 90s, who was hotter uh, in, the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, during the Attitude Era, that Rakishi was one of the hottest acts in the business at that time. Uh, too cool, and him were red, 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 red hot. So fans for the Attitude Era, uh, they now have, you know, Rikishi. So 80s, Sergeant Slaughter, Attitude Era fans, Rikishi. Fans that were, you know, fans of 80s and 90s tag team wrestling, Samu, who we just had on briefly in the beginning of the show, will be in tag team action. You don't see him team, you don't see him wrestle anymore. So to see him wrestle, not only wrestle, but team up with his son, it's something cool. It's something different. Like you said, the $10,000 body slam challenge with the son of Big John Studd. And guess this. Check this out, Jay. He's actually going to be wearing his father's robe this Sunday in Butler, New Jersey. And then with the aspect of not knowing who is going to step up and try and uh, body slam him, it kind of gives you that, you know, back in that feel like, you know, remember the 4th of July when someone had to body slam Yokozuno and it, it wound up being like, Luger. I could promise you I don't have enough money to, to have a helicopter in Butler this Sunday, but uh, it's going to be cool. And uh, for fans that were fans of NXT, Bull James, Bull Dempsey, 
Let me tell you something. You didn't see half, uh, and I, I, I and I brought this up a few episodes back. Half of what he can do in uh, NXT. Uh, Bull James is absolutely phenomenal talent. It's a shame that he is not signed somewhere right now with so many things going on in this business. But I will promise you, he will be because Cream always rises to the top, especially in this business. You can't hold down talent. And with so much stuff going on right now, and the fact that he's sitting, uh, uh, just, you know, sitting down and, and I mean, he has, he has a regular, he's not sitting there. He has, he has a regular job that he has and, and he still does shows. But what I mean is the fact that he's not being utilized on, on, a, on a bigger platform, it's mind boggling. So I know for a fact that you will see his name again. And, and I think it'll be re- relatively in the, in the near future. And, uh, and for fans that are fans of WCW, Crowbar uh, will be there. And if you're a fan of Ring of Honor, LSG. If you're a fan of ECW, you get to see ECW original match, Nunzio and Danny Doring. So I tried to, if you're, if you're a fan of women's wrestling, Vicky and, and Gabby. So what I tried to do, Jay, was I tried to give a little bit of something to every different demographic of fans that are out there. And, and, uh, and just after saying that, I, I think that maybe we might have, you know. I think you hit it. I think you checked every box. I think it's going to be a great show. Rain or shine, inside or outside, people can expect to come in and see a wrestling show that showcases talent, but also you're going to be seeing the things that made you fall in love with the business. And so I think it's going to give you all the feels that people want to have. And so well done. Let's let's talk just a second about this big Sean Studd body slam challenge. Because I think what's important to know is this is legitimately Big John Studd's son. This isn't a gimmick that some big guy came up with. This is his legit son. If you see him, he looks just like his dad looked. The guy stands seven feet tall. He's over 300 pounds. He's a stud. And you're going to have people trying to body slam somebody. And I will tell you this. For anybody that wrestled their brothers, their neighbors, their cousins in the basement, if somebody doesn't want you to body slam them, it is a challenge. Now, when that guy is seven feet tall and 300 pounds, he's darn near immovable. And so I am so excited to see which WWF legends you have. I'm excited to see who else is stepping between the ropes to take on this challenge. And if somebody manages to lift, 300 pounds of Sean Studd and slam him to the mat. I'm going to be so excited. I can't wait to find out the results of this body slam challenge. <laughs> hey, the cool thing is, is that this show Sunday is being uh, taped uh, for DVD. So it will be a DVD release day. And when I, when I get one, I will definitely send you a copy. Uh, so yeah, we're, we are filming Sunday's show for DVD release. And uh, you, you remember, if you watched the, the, uh, if you watched the um, Virtual Mania last week, you saw him on there. The voice, Matt Comp, he will be the, uh, the announcer, the commentator for ISW. You remember Matt the Voice, right? Absolutely, Matt the Voice. He would call into our show, talk to us. What a great, uh, he's knowledgeable. He's got that great oh, awesome. uh, voice. I'm excited for you. Now, you've got to say this again for me. This is news to my ears. Yes, this sir. ISPW show is being recorded for a DVD release? Yes, sir. We just, we just finalized that yesterday with GoPro Wrestling. Uh, they're 
the best in the business when it comes to uh, shooting wrestling. They're the ones that do all our virtual signings. So they're going to be filming Sunday's show. Like I said, we're also going to have commentary backstage announcing. That's going to be all blended into the DVD. Uh, the commentary team will be Matt Comp and Tiger Mulligan. And uh, the backstage announcement, uh, backstage announcers will be doing some interviews and uh, pre-match, post-match, and maybe get some skits involved in there as well. So everything will be uh, taped for a DVD release of the uh, Return ISW. Originally, Jay, I was gonna, I was gonna actually broadcast uh, the first show live, live stream it for free, um, but. Uh, I, I weighed the pros and the cons. I, I think that putting a DVD together and, and offering that would be better for us. Uh, plus, it's it's just I, I want to have the memory of it because all my old ISW shows, man, I don't know where they're at. They're they're on VHS tapes. VHS tapes. I don't even know if I even have them anymore. Uh, I, I recently found all my posters though, like my event posters, the big uh, rainbow posters. I have all of them in my store right now. They're really cool. Big stack of them. But, uh, yeah, it, this show will be uh, taped for DVD. While, while we're talking about ISPW, Jay, I, I wanted to share a funny story with you. I, I don't think I ever told you, and I, I know that uh, probably most listeners never heard this story. Did you ever hear the story about when I was supposed to have the battle for the brood at ISPW at the Wildwood Convention Center, and it didn't happen? No, I have not heard this story. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think I told you that story, so... Uh, I'll tell everyone that story, and, and, and <laughs> oh, man. So back then, when I was running the Wildwood Convention Center in the late 90s, um, WWF would allow third-party bookings, where if a talent was off, and, and it wasn't big, 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 like you couldn't get like Stone Cold or Triple H or the, the really big, big stars, but like the the the, the higher middle card guys to the lower card middle guys. You, you can get them uh, sometimes to do signings and, and independent shows. And Jim Cornette was in charge of, of doing that at the time. So I have, uh, I was using WWF talent down there that summer and I was running it on a weekly basis. So the end of the summer comes and the, the big match, this is 99 was the battle of the brood edge versus gangrel. Now this is when, uh, Edge goes babyface after the brood. Now you know how hot Edge is at this time. He's just starting to heat up. This is 99. He's by himself now. He's starting to, he's starting to take off. So this was a hot match to have on, on the show. Because was, this was match was literally being advertised a couple weeks after the breakup. So I might even had the match before uh, WWE did, WWF did. So I have Battle of the Brood advertised. The advance is awesome. Uh, tons and tons and tons of people. Places sold out. The Wild the Convention Center. The night before the show, the night before the show, they call me and say that they had to pull Edge from the show because he, needed, he was needed for a photo shoot. Bro, my heart sank to my feet because I knew what the advance was and I knew people were excited for it and I knew... I just knew it wasn't a good situation. So they say, okay, well, we're going to, we'll, we'll, we have a replacement for you. And I said, who? And they said, Prince Albert. Now, no disrespect to Prince Albert. Um, you know, but at the time, you know, he was just, he, he was just getting started with, with draws. So 
I know that, you know, I was young. I was only 21, 22 at the time, but I know, I know enough about the business back then to know that the crowd would have shit all over that. <laughs> if Prince Albert was the replacement for Edge against Gangrel, I said, please, I go, we, we have, we, we have three, 3,000 ticket sales. You can't do this to us. Can you please give us, you know, someone else or add someone to this because they're gonna, there's going to be a riot there. So I go, I says, well, Draws lives in New Jersey. Can, can you at least send Draws with Albert? They're like, yeah, we'll do that. I go, well, can you give me anyone else, please? Because it's not going to be enough. I just know it's not going to be enough. So they go, okay, we'll give you, drum roll, Stevie Richards. Now, I love Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards is an absolutely phenomenal talent. Went, went on went on to have an excellent career in WWE. But this is right when they signed him from ECW. He did not even appear on WWE TV yet. So my replacement for Edge and the Battle of the Brood that's on the marquee, literally on the marquee, there's a marquee at the Wildwood Convention or outside. When you're on the boardwalk, you can see it. It says Battle of the Brood Pro Wrestling this, this Thursday, 8 o'clock. And I have Prince Albert and Draws which I'm sorry, no disrespect, they, they weren't over yet. Uh, they, were just, they were just coming into their own. And Stevie Richards, who wasn't even on TV yet for WWF, so if you weren't an ECW fan, there's a chance you might not know who he was. So that was my replacement. So needless to say, the, the crowd wasn't happy. And uh, there was a lot of calls uh, to the convention center, and uh, I think that was probably one of the reasons why I, my shows didn't wind up going back there. Uh, eventually, WWE they, they knocked down the convention center and they built a new one, which WWE now has an exclusive on because it's a really big arena. But uh, yeah, that that story though, man, like I was supposed to have Edge against Gangrel, and I, I told I told Edge this story, and uh, and he, he he has no recollection of it, but he he felt horrible. <laughs> so he's got no recollection of it. So here's my question for you, Tommy. Now, when something like that happens, obviously it's beyond your control, but the crowd is coming to your show, so they're going to hold Tommy responsible. They're going to exactly. think you did a whole bait-and-switch thing, that you never had Edge, that you promoted one thing and gave him another. So my question is, when you find this information out, there's no social media, so can you do alert people the best you can or do you just wait till the show and get on the PA system and make the announcement? That's, that's a great, great point you just brought up, Jay, because no, there wasn't any back then. So yeah, what we, we had to do is at the start of the show, you know, we came out and we said, you know, due to circumstances beyond our control, Edge is not here tonight, but we don't have one. We don't have two, but we have three WWE superstars to take his place. Then Stevie came out and <laughs> You know, Draws came out, and then Albert came out, and you could just hear like, <laughs> you could just hear like all the air come out of the people because remember, Edge was a hot, hot, hot babyface during the Attitude Era. This is like, this is red hot right in the middle of the Attitude Era, and Draws right. and Draws and Albert, they're they're uh, heels, and they're just starting off, and then Stevie is just coming from ECW, so like, it just it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And at that point, I didn't have no time to get anyone else because it was literally the day of. So, I mean, I think I might have added a battle royal to it, but yeah, I mean, stuff like that happens, man. You know, stuff like that happens. 
It does happen. I, I remember when I was growing up and we went to a, a local house show here, the main event was supposed to be the Ultimate Warrior versus Andre the Giant, and they got on the PA system and said Andre missed his flight, and so that match wouldn't be taking place. In my mind, for that circumstance, I don't know for sure, but I think that was a bait and switch because we never even saw the Ultimate Warrior that night. So if, if Andre missed his flight, Warrior should have been there, but we got neither. But we got the Bolshkovics in the main event, so everyone went home happy here in the great state of Minnesota. <laughs> yes. Well, one cool thing I did do on I – don't, I don't know if it was that show or the show before it. I had uh, the Headbangers against the Pitbulls. Now, Headbangers were in the WWF, and the Pitbulls were in ECW at the time. So that was, that was a unique match that I was able to have. I, it might have been on that show, or it was a show before that. But I remember the Headbangers against the Pitbulls on one of those ISW shows, too. And I'll tell you another quick story since we're talking about ISW. I, I don't know how we got on. I wanted to promote the show. I thought we'd talk about other stuff, but we're on this, so we'll continue to talk about it. Uh, on one of those ISPW shows in Wildwood, Jay, I had Gilbert was on a lot of those shows and he was the WWF light heavyweight champion at the time. And we had a match with, and I, and I, I had Gilbert booked for all the shows down there that summer because he lived right in Maryland. So he would just drive there and, and he was off on Thursday. So uh, he, he, he was, he was booked every week. I had one show him against Danny Inferno. Uh, his name was Inferno kid back then. He wanted to go into OVW and was under WWE developmental project for a while, Danny Inferno. But I, I had that match in Wildwood, and I had check this out. I had I don't think I ever told you this story either. I had Danny win the WWF light heavyweight title in Wildwood, New Jersey, on the ICW show. <laughs> we had Gilbert win it back the next week. So. I don't know. I, I told some people, sir, I don't, know, I don't think I ever said that on the show before. We switched the WWF light heavyweight title on our show uh, and, and without WWE knowing about it. <laughs> that is wild, Tommy. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, can't and, believe, and, I can't believe Gilbert did it. He, he was cool with it. But we even had the announcer, uh, Ian Levy, say, and the winner and new WWF light heavyweight champion, the Inferno Kid. And then we set up a rematch. You know, come back next week for the rematch. Obviously, he, he cheated somehow to win the match. But, yeah, we, sure. we, I, I, switched, I switched the WWF light heavyweight title on one of my shows. That's insane, Tommy. <laughs> so, yeah, man, between, I, I mean, I could tell you a, a lot of stories. But during that time frame, uh, when ISW was was real popular in 99-2000, remember, it was right in the middle of the Attitude Era. So wrestling was booming at that point, booming. And uh, I was lucky enough to, to be in the middle of it, in this, especially in this area, because wrestling's hot up this way. And uh, I, I did a lot of independent shows you know, during that time. So uh, I'm looking forward to this Sunday, man. And... Uh, It'll be special for me, uh, very, 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 very special for me uh, to uh, come back with ISPW this Sunday. I, I got to imagine, yeah, it's a full circle story. It, it's back in action. It's going to be your first show in, a, in quite a number of years. What does, if we can get a little glimpse behind the curtain, what does an ISPW show look like for the promoter? 
Are you backstage? Are you keeping time of the matches? Are you telling who get ready to go out? It's your match next. Are you helping uh, with kind of everything? What are you overseeing that day? I'm sure you're going to be going a, a million miles per hour. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I won't. I'll be running around with a chicken, <clears throat> chicken with his head cut off because we're doing a, a meet and greet to that day with, you know, Rikishi and, 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 and Slaughter. And then, you know, I'll also probably have a, a wrestling collector table there uh, selling stuff and promoting our, our, our store as well. So, yeah, man, I'm going to be running around like a chicken with a tech cut off. I, I'm going to probably have Ace Darling. Uh, Ace was one of the top independent wrestlers in this area in the 90s. Um, I'll probably have him run the locker room. I, obviously, I'm going to talk to all the talent, let them know what I want. And but just like the the second by second, like hey, you're up next, get ready, whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to be back there the entire time. But uh, yeah, I'll probably have him help me run the back. And yeah, I'll be I'll be running around with a chicken with a tech cut off. And I know that there's a lot of fans coming as well from different areas that uh, you know want to say hello to me, and meet me. So uh, I you know security whoever probably grab me throughout the day as well to go out and and, and meet certain people. So yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll be crazy Sunday. I'll, I might look like I'm running around with a chicken with a tech cut off, but I'll be loving every second of it, whether it's inside or outside. Uh, it doesn't matter to me as long as the show comes off. Uh, but if you live anywhere in the New Jersey tri-state area this Sunday, it's going to be uh, the doors open at two for the meet and greet. The show starts at 4 PM. So don't worry about missing the AEW pay-per-view. I'll have the show over by then. So anyone that's worried about seeing TM Punk's return this Sunday, you'll still be able to, I promise I'll have the show and have you out of there before then. And it's again, it's, it's at Richard Butler school and it's going to be a benefit for the Butler Bloomingdale youth club. And uh, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. It's, it's, it's been a long time since I ran a live event. I mean, I, I've done conventions and obviously I'm doing signings pretty much weekly now. But uh, to there's nothing like you know, sitting in a ring and, and, and putting on a, a live show uh, for fans. So I'm excited for it, and I'm excited for uh, uh, fans in this area that to get to go and check out a really good show and, and be a part of it. I'm excited for you, man. I know what it means to you. I'm excited for the wrestling fans in the New Jersey area. I am over the moon excited that it's going to be released on DVD, so I'll be able to to be able to watch it, man. A lot of things going on in the world of 80s wrestling in your world. You've had amazing virtual signings recently. You just had Virtual Mania 2, which was absolutely incredible. I don't know how you do it, man. Like you said, you just must not sleep. <laughs> Dude, I, I'll be honest with you, man. It, it's some, sometimes it's a little over. Uh, not sometimes. It's, it's pretty overwhelming. I, I'll be honest with you. It's a lot, a lot of work. But – this is this is what I do for a living now, man. I, I work and I be careful what you wish for, right? I, I've I've been wanting to have wrestling be my full time job forever, uh, and it finally is. And you got to put the work in, man. So yeah, it's a lot of work between the signings and then packing up all the orders, shipping them out every day, and then you know doing that, and then doing the live events now, and getting ready to do a a live '80s con May 7th of next year with Jesse the Body Ventura, and you know talking to different organizations about doing fundraisers for the fall for ISPW, the podcast every week, uh, the uh, auctions we do on Facebook. Man, it's it's in-store signings, virtual signings. It's a lot, yeah. But I'm not complaining. I love it. And uh, that's what I I do, man. Well, we appreciate the effort. And what an amazing thing that you can turn 
a passion that a lot of people might dabble in it as a as a hobby. They might collect wrestling figures or they might collect certain merchandise or, or certain guys stuff. But you've been able to turn that hobby and that passion into your livelihood, man. And the thing that I love about it is it's not easy. You hustle more than anybody I know. You're always coming up with the next thing. You're never satisfied, and so you keep moving the ball forward. And that's what it takes to be success in any aspect of life. But the fact that you get to do it with 80s Wrestling Man, you sh- I-, I hope at some point you get to sit back with a beer and kind of enjoy the world that you're creating for yourself, man, because it's special. Oh, man, Jay, that, that really means a lot to me that you said that, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I really, really, it's very, very humbling. I'm very flattered that you said that, man. I'm, I'm very, 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 very grateful to everyone out there that, that takes part in all of our virtual signings and, you know, comes to the store for our signings, comes to the wrestling collector, um, I'm so grateful, man. I'm, I've, like I said, I, I've been, I'm 44, but I've been, you know, around the business starting to do stuff since I was 16. And, uh, you know, my dream was always to work for WWE one day. I briefly did back in 2010 for a cup of coffee. Uh, was, was, you know, and then I went on to be, work for California Peach Kitchen as the marketing director. But, you know, the, I, you always feel like there's a void missing when you, you, you know, you want to, because when I was there, with, when I briefly worked for WWE, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, I was stuck in a trailer logging footage. And so I, I could say that I got a paycheck from WWE and I got hired by WWE, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. And it lasted a month and I wasn't satisfied. I mean, I, I, I quit after a month because I just, I couldn't do it. And when you, when you just, when you walk away from something you love so much, you know, you got a void, uh, you know, there's a void inside of you, you know, I moved on and, and moved on and I didn't, do, I didn't do nothing wrestling from, 2010 to 2019 when I did my 80s wrestling con outside of doing my social media which blew up and became really popular and that's another thing that keeps me busy as well like I have to keep producing content for all the 80s wrestling uh social media accounts as well so when you when you when you juggle all that man it's 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 crazy but I, I just want to say like how sincerely grateful I am that so many people have uh followed our accounts and watch our signings and take part of our signings and uh, come to the store. Like yesterday, dude, yesterday I, I texted you. I had someone come from Youngstown, Ohio that listens to our uh, our show. And uh, Terry, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for coming yesterday. So when, when I when I, and then people a couple weeks ago came from Alabama, um, people came from, from different states, man. It, it's crazy. And, you know, it could be a random Wednesday afternoon. I'm sitting in the store and then I see, you know, plates from Texas pull up in my, my parking lot. It's like, it's it's really, really really, really humbling. And I, I don't take it for granted. I know it can go away at any time. Uh, and I just want to let everyone know that I sincerely appreciate it. So anyone that's in this area uh, that's listening, please come out this Sunday. I'm going to make the event as special as possible. I'm sure you will, Tommy. I'm sure it won't disappoint. You're just a few days away from the ISPW return show. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you, man, and and and, I, and I'm excited for uh, Sunday, and I'm excited for uh, the fans mostly because they they're gonna get to experience, hopefully, what I, I think is gonna be a really, really, really kick-ass show. So uh, Jay, I want to thank you so much for all your support too. Uh, I know I mentioned here on the show in the past, Jay 
actually runs our website for us, and Jay helps me out with graphics. Jay is so talented in so many different aspects, and I know Jay is extremely busy with his own very, 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 very successful business. So for you to take the time to help me out, Jay, uh, you know, once or twice a week when I ask you to, and and you're a true, true friend, and you're a big reason for uh, the success that we're having right now through your content that you provide us and, 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 and all your updates you do. So thank you, Jay. Well, I appreciate that, Tommy, and I just I I love being along for the ride. So thank you for letting me have a seat on this wild bus that you're driving, man. I can't wait to see where we're headed. <laughs> hopefully somewhere, man. Hopefully uh, and, somewhere. Hopefully somewhere. I'm, 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 I got I got the I got my foot like at 90 miles an hour, right, man. The pedals to the metal. We gotta we gotta go somewhere. But uh, also anyone. Uh, that's going to be coming to our 80s WrestleCon live on May 7th next year. We, we did announce that uh, Jay's going to be taking the trip up for there. We're going to be doing a live, check this out, a live 80s Wrestling the podcast at 80s WrestleCon. I unfortunately will not be able to do it, so I think I'm going to have you and maybe Matt Cobb do it together and, uh, and have on uh, a special guest that's going to be at the, the convention that day. I, I am so looking forward to that, Tommy. I've marked my calendars. I'm bringing the family with me. It's going to be an experience, brother. Awesome, man. Uh, until then, uh, Jay, I hope you and your family have a great weekend, great Labor Day weekend. Uh, you have some hamburgers. You have some hot dogs. Have a couple cold ones for me while I'll uh, be at ISPW, hopefully uh, entertaining fans in this area. I'll try not to text you too much during the show. I know you'll be busy. You can do it, brother. I'll I'll bug you all show long, man. You 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 I could I could I could I could, I could picture text me like every hour. Any updates on that those two WWE mystery guys? Yeah, who are I know who I know I know you want to know who it is. I I think I have a pretty good idea. Uh, I think really? Heidi Lee Morgan's gonna slam Sean Studd. I'd pay to see that. I <laughs> I love it. Well, again, thank you so much, Sam. Uh, Samu, thank you for coming on. I, I know that we always spend about 15, 15 minutes with them, but, uh, you know, this area up here was, you know, left with a lot of mess. So uh, we'll get Sam back on again when we have more time to talk about his career. Uh, until next week, uh, this is Tommy and Jay, and we'll catch you right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.